Danny Big Hope Jones has a voice built by the gospel music of his childhood. His harmonica playing infuses the duo's music with the blues and country. A gentle soul, he brings a sonic color commentary to Big Hope and the dog. The second element of the duo, Mystic Dog, a.k.a. Todd Eric Vertz, is a singer-songwriter, guitarist, slide guitarist, and bassist. From Denver, Colorado, he specializes in blending notes of country, blues, and Americana with authenticity and craftsmanship. Please welcome Big Hope and the Dog. Well, thank you so much. Oh, you don't have to clap, but it's encouraged. My, my parents don't clap for me anymore when I get home, but then again, I'm still living with them, and I'm 48 years old. So... But once again, we are Big Hope and the Dog. This is podcast land, so if I say to my left, to your right, it really doesn't matter because we're just suspended in space and time, which is a nice thing. So this is Big Hope on the Dog. This is a song uh, built around uh, a term that my dad, a, a proud Marine, used to tell us kids all the time. And you, I'll, you, you, you'd see where it might be, and I'm, I'll tell you later if you're right or not. So this is called... Uh, Guilty. Sometimes you need lyric sheets because a silver bullet does slow you down, ladies and gentlemen, and I gave quite a bit of my life to that when I lived in Colorado. Thank you. 
Actually, I'm not really a real human being, ladies and gentlemen. The reason that being is that uh, Big Hope has had several, several guitar players over the years, and he decided he's had it up to here with egos and different guitar players. And so he went in, uh, he was in New Orleans, and he found himself a voodoo queen. Got a mojo hand. He went down to the local pound. And he was walking through, and he saw this real gone-looking little dog. And he said, that's going to be my guitar player. Ladies and gentlemen, I was born the next day. I do have all my shots, but I have not been neutered. I believe that. We'll sell you a song called this. This is called Dry. Like the crew, I 
said, Snoopy, what it's gonna be? He said, it's chronically dry, baby, as you can see. Cause man, it's dry, me oh my. From the ground below up to the sky. song for men of a certain age and the men of a certain age in the audience will understand what I'm about to sing and if you don't that means you're a younger man and you better pay attention to what I'm about to sing well parts of it anyway this is an older man's blues or maybe not who knows another one inspired by my father it's not about enough that I have to sing about him I have to live within two
perfect world I'd be in wedded bliss Instead of with two exes that are constantly pissed In a perfect world This ain't no perfect world Liquor in my liver would be best of Abs of steel and a nice tight fanny ladies want to feel in a perfect world. This ain't no perfect world. part of the country is uh, a very special form of the blues called Piedmont blues or folk blues, country blues is what the, you know different people call it. Mississippi John Hurt, uh, Elizabeth Cotton, Bucka White, people like that. Um, Doc Watson, he took, he started out as a bluegrass picker and of course he took these forms and added to what he did and blew people's minds because they said, well, that's not how bluegrass players play. Well, that's how he played it because that's what he wanted to learn. And so that's where we come from. In fact, Elizabeth Cotton is just right down the road in Chapel Hill. And uh, in this day and age, in these times, we need folk music like this. We need this kind of music, dirt, grassroots music to come back. Because that's the stuff that feeds our souls, and that's the stuff that keeps us peaceful. And that's the stuff that makes us remember where we really are from. This is a song 
Mr. Danny here, Big Hope Jones wrote, and uh, we let him go ahead and let him introduce it. Yeah. I did the lyrics. I did the, uh, the music, so.
working in some factory town Her mama, she watches my babies She's at the factory, stepping down again friend yes I'm I'm sitting in the Blue Ridge Mountains with the Piedmont Blues again me I'm up near Asheville I pick apples in the orchard now I pick every apple off this here hillside If it could bring my babies back somehow But I'm just sitting in the Blue Ridge Mountains With the Piedmont Blues again My friend, look it I'm stuck here in the Blue Ridge Mountains with the Piedmont Blues again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Greensboro Grooves and uh, Joy and Tom for having us and everybody that's come out tonight to uh, Jack Gorham and Breadfoot for uh, their music and their inspiration as well, ladies and gentlemen. So this is going to be our last song and this is the kind of stuff that happens when you're watching TV at three in the morning and you need ideas for songs. This is called Nita's Rhapsody. the devil back home He's kept the husband catting about for far too long Rambling, gambling the savings away He ain't been seen in nearly six days 
Chasing skirts, seeds passed out on the curb. He's stinking a liquor, he's covered in dirt. Miss Anita's gonna lay down the law. Lucifer's going back to hell where we belong. Thank you. Well, hey there, Big Hope and the Dog. Hello. How y'all doing? Pretty that was, good. That was a heck of a set. I loved it. I really, I really enjoyed I you guys. That. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so my first question is, uh, 
you kind of touched on it a little bit while y'all were playing, but how did you guys start? I, just uh, like the story. Just like the story. Yeah. Which is I dogs. Was a dog. <laughs> He looks like a schnauzer. A when dog. you look at him, he looks like a schnauzer. I am from my, it's German heritage, so I am a schnauzer. Oh, no. okay. I actually, uh, I actually bummed my way onto another musician's set to uh, mm-hmm. play the blind tiger, um, Matt Irie. Todd was his backing guy at the time. And I said, you know, the harmonica goes great with reggae. It's that little sound in the back. So you should put me on your show. And, and, <laughs> and I got to play the blind tiger for the first time. Score one, and, and I, I've been mm. with Todd for like what three, four years now. I stole his guitar player vicariously by oh, going to another band with him. <laughs> All right. And Danny's actual birth name, his birth name is Hope. Yeah, I'm Hope Daniel Jones. So, his, his, so Big Hope is actually his, his name. So. That's awesome. I mean, that's good. That's good as name as Danny. Well, and we were doing it. Well, initially, I. I uh, when I first started playing out again down here, uh, I didn't want to go by my name because verts, I mean, verts, converts, preverts, perverts, inverts, <laughs> you know, it does, it's verts. not one that rolls off the tongue. And so I thought, well, there was a name I picked up, you know, a friend of mine had said something one time, he said, Mystic Dog. I said, okay, I like to do that. I'll, I'll mm. you know, Nine Inch Nails, right? If Trent Reznor, little me can do it. So, uh, <laughs> uh but we did a show, uh, Carmen Bliss, actually, and we, it was the first, yeah. one of the first we did as a duo, and Danny texts me and says, they want a name for the band, <laughs> for the duo. Yeah, I remember that. I said, oh, they need a name, man. What are we going to call it? I mean, we got to come up with a name. I said, Big Hope and the Dog, and that was it. And I ran into Maddie at the show, mm-hmm. Maddie Sheets, who's in the audience tonight. Yes, Maddie Sheets has been on our show before. And, He's an awesome person. And he, he comes up and he, he shakes my hand and he says, Dude, where did you get that name? That is so cool. And I said, literally, <laughs> I just said Big Hope and the Dog, and it stuck. So that's, that's where the name comes from. <laughs> and we Googled it, and no other musician is called Big Hope and the Dog. It was free the for the squatting. You know, it was free I'm kind of like Gene yeah. Simmons. i got to figure out the name if it's been trademarked, and if so, then i got to do it. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not being like Gene Simmons, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, so, what do you guys love about country and blues? Well, for me, the blues part of it, mm-hmm. I play it for my ancestors, okay? But, um, you know, I would like to think that if they come back, when they all get back here, they'll say, I can sit in with this cat, this cat can sit in with me, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, I just want to keep a part of it. I want to, you know, innovate it, make it current, make it talk about modern topics, but I want to keep it as pure as possible so that it's recognizable should I meet my ancestors in the great beyond and I can sit in and blow harp with them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy Vaughn said, he said that he tried to learn all these licks like all of his heroes, and he had a dream one night, and he was in a room with all of his heroes, and they said, well, that's cool, but what are you going to play? And he said, after he came out of that dream, he says, I had to learn to sound like me. And I think that's kind of the same thing. You, you find your heroes and uh, you hope that when you sit in with them, you don't sound like them. You sound like you. And I grew up mm-hmm. in Denver. I'm originally from Denver. And so I grew up with Western music and country music. And, and uh, there was blues, but, it, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, stuff like that, which is cool, you know. But uh, at the time, the, you know, 
it was, you know, I'm dating myself here, was mostly shred guitar and stuff like that. So, mm. and literally, when I saw the movie Crossroads, I was just blown away by Ry Cooter. Yeah. I said, I want to sound like that guy, you know. Mm. Well, you know, you hope you do. But, um, but again, like I said before, I think all music is great. I mean, because whatever your choice of music, whether it's Spice Girls or, you know, Napalm Death, it gets you through the day, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what kills me when people bag on other people, you know, movies or stuff like that. Oh my God, I can't believe you like that band. Well, that band or that person or that art or that actor gets you through the day. Yeah. That gives you, you know, our football team, same thing. You know, you, you, your life might just suck, you know, just horrible times, but man, whatever that is gets you through. And I think right now, especially, you know, with all the musical forms, art forms, just like Danny said, and I, I said before, I think times now as they are, are ripe for folk music. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying new country or new metal or, you know, whatever the new genre is, isn't good, but I guess I'm a little bit of a neo guy where it's like, you know, like Danny said, you want to bring your voice to it, but the thing of it is, is it's this kind of dirt music. When I say dirt music, this is the, the dirt of our souls. Yeah. You know, this is, this is how we grew up. You know, I grew up in Colorado. I didn't grow up in the South, but my ancestors are from the South. They're up from right across the line in Virginia. Hmm. I didn't know that until I moved here. And so it's kind of strange that that, you know, if you believe in metaphysics or whatever, is, mm-hmm. it's in your dirt. It's in your soul. And, yeah. And so... Um, it's your foundation. That's why I play. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a gift, and uh, th- I mean, that's it, you know, and that's how we feed people. People feed musicians, artists feed people, and that's uh, especially in hard times. Good times, the blues is good, bad times, it's, you know, but yeah. country and all those forms, I think it's, it's more important today than ever. So. I agree, yeah, I agree 100%. Um, so when it comes to songwriting for you guys, is it a collaborative effort or is it you off, go off individually and then come together? It swings both ways. Um, if Todd, if Todd has something and he doesn't declare that he has lyrics for it quickly enough, I will make them for him on the spot. Literally. (laughs) You know, here's like the second. Oh oh, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's that's how we've written songs. You know, we'll be in the, Hey man, I don't got any lyrics for this. And, then he'll bang. I mean, you know, if it's, it will free form lyrics and then, uh, I'll change them till I come. Yeah. And mid set working on them till, uh, yeah, they feel right. But it's just, or, or I'll, you know, I'll write a song and say, you're going to sing this because that's the great thing as a songwriter. You don't have to sing the song. If you've got a singer that's better, man, you let them sing it. You know? yeah, and I think that with the, um, our, our fleshed out band, the Delta Monks, um, mm-hmm. With them, I think the first time I've actually wrote a song on guitar and brought that to the band, um, we're doing the, what is that? the um, breakup play. Mm-hmm. So it, it can work in either way. We don't really stymie the creative process. We don't force it in a box. Yeah. Let it do what it does. Okay, cool. And uh, coming up with lyrics on the spot, that is, that is a talent for sure. Or a That's... horrible um, illness. You know, that could be a problem. That might, like there's Tourette's. probably a, a, a mental uh, diagnosis for that. So, so let's not let's not praise it. Uh, well, I think it's a talent. I don't. I mean, because I it's I can't like come crosswords. up crosswords. Anybody that writes yeah. lyrics to me 
it's that's the fun part of it, although it's the hard part of it. But it really is like we're, we're doing a crossword puzzle. You have to fill in mm -hmm. the blanks. You might have a line, you know, you know, the the, the line from the first song we did or uh, guilty. My dad, being a Marine, has a lot of euphemisms. A lot of them I can't say here in mixed company, obviously. But uh, <laughs> we grew up with, a, you know, the first first ten minutes of Full Metal Jacket. You know, that was mm -hmm. my growing up. That's what we heard every day. You know, <laughs> you know, when the when the you know the platoon sergeants just you know drill sergeants just going off. That's what we heard every day. So he had all these fantastic, you know, grab ass. What the hell's grab ass? Stop grab assing back then. We always heard him on vacation. You know, I was telling <laughs> Emily we used to go to Oregon and all that. But he always had this. You just jerk your jaws to hear your jack your jaws to hear your head roar. Mm. And then mm -hmm. all was bang. I'm like, oh man, I could put that in that song, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So sometimes inspiration for lyrics come in strange ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, so when did each of you know that music was what you wanted to do? Well, for me, I, I, I vaguely remember saying in sixth grade, I either want to be a football player or or, or, or a singer. So mm. pretty early on, but my, my dad is a blues piano player. My mom is a blues singer. So, oh, okay. so and now she's a minister. She, 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 she went to the other team uh, late in life, um, later in life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, my mom's a preacher now. So gospel mm -hmm. and blues, they kind of, they walk real close anyway. So it's, oh, yeah. it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of inevitable. You for have you to then. go to church yeah. on Saturday to ask for, you know, on Sunday for to ask forgiveness for what you did on Saturday night. You know, so. that's right. Or in my case, you were still doing that six days later, drunken sprees. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I just sing the blues. Todd lives him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um, I don't. I don't know that there was ever a choice. You know, I mean, I think back on it now and, and uh, you know, I, I remember being a little kid and Johnny Cash, you know, it was, he had his, uh, I was two years old and he had his, his uh, variety show and I had to be in front of the TV every night, my, every Monday night because that's when Johnny Cash was on. And my uncle had a huge record collection. My parents listened to a ton of country music growing up and then, of course, Kiss yeah. Changed me forever in third grade, but um, <laughs> but I was in choir to the uh, up until I was in twelfth grade and um, started playing guitar when I was fifteen. You know, but uh, uh, I don't remember that there was ever a choice. I just did it. You know, and sure. uh, different circumstances. You know, you quit for a while and think I'm never going to do that again. And and uh, or you know, I mean, I had. Back, back before we all had computers that we could record on, you actually had to go save all your band money and whatever money you could squirrel away from your wife, ex-wife, sorry, uh, <laughs> and go to a studio with a real glass booth, you know, and record your albums so you could have a CD, you know. What? Now you can just like that. And, yeah. and so, I mean, I, I, I played around Denver for quite a while. And then we had a CD, and of course, you know, you work as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. And sometimes bands work, they don't, and it went screwy, and I, I ended up down here. My folks moved here in 87. Mm. So uh, I ended up down here. I swore I was never going to play again, it's, you know. Oh, wow. and, uh, and then uh, it'll be 10 years ago next, uh, or this January, 
But I, I finally said, okay, well, if I'm going to do this again, mm. I can't have a hand on it. God's got to have a mm. hand on it because I'll run it into the ground, you know. Mm. And, uh, and that's where, you know, epiphany, revelation, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, karma maybe, I don't know. Uh, I realized it's a gift. Yes. It is a gift, and I, and I cannot be in charge of it. Mm-hmm. And if doors open, you know, if, if I made a million bucks, great. If I make a dollar, that's all right. Because I finally, very later in life, even though I've been playing music for a long time, finally figured out, you know, at 39, what I was supposed to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And that was a heavy, that was heavy. You know, you think you've got it figured out. And then all at once God said, nah, you know, music was what you were supposed to do, is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a... But even then, I look back, and it just wasn't a choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't really, I mean, I'm interested in lots of things, but I started very early in life, family and, you know, kids and stuff, so I just worked and played music. That was yeah. It. Yeah, life takes us on uh, some twisty, turvy Absolutely. paths. You know? So, so uh, but we're, we're glad that you uh, decided to pick it up again. Yeah, you're, thank you. you're one yeah, talented man. I so. Both, thank I mean, you. both of y'all are extremely talented. Well, we're, that's the one thing is that, you know, uh, any, any musician in this room knows a band's a, bands are a dime a dozen. I mean, the shelf life yeah. for a band is usually about five years. You know, yeah. and, and I think it's a little Stephen Van Zandt said, if your band lasts more than ten years, hold on to that band, even if you want to cut each other's throats. You know, because <laughs> that's something. You know, and of course yeah. he's you know plays with the boss, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so it, it you know run it when you do run into people that you have a chemistry with and you know it from the minute you meet them it's like man that's this cat's special yeah. this there's something because it you know music or being in a band being a musician especially being in a band is like being in a marriage mm-hmm. music replaces the sex mm-hmm. literally because you have all the same problems egos okay. money when it's good it's good when it's bad it sucks and you want a divorce but if it's special you hang on to it and Mm. that's, you know, I've been very fortunate that I've run into guys that I want to play with every day, you know, and mm-hmm. Danny, I mean, that's, it's, that was one of the things when we first met, it's just like, man, there's, there's something about this cat, I need to, we need to stick around each other, you know. So. My wife Literally, runs my quality been really, control. Yeah. My wife runs my quality control, and Todd's on a very short list of people I'm allowed to, uh, to uh, play and with. having been married <laughs> and knowing that it's cool to stay married, you know, it's mm-hmm. I do whatever I can to help him stay married so he doesn't end up my age and <laughs> living with his parents, you know. Yeah. Technically, That's I'm it. out with the other man right now, according to my wife, to be honest with you. Ah. I am, I am with yeah. He is my heterosexual life partner. <laughs> so. Well, what, what, a beautiful, what a beautiful partnership you two have. It's, yeah. yeah well, thank, thank you so much. Blessed for coming out tonight. We Thank really you so appreciate you uh, playing for us. Uh, give it up one more time for Big Hope and the dog. All right. Big thank you to Kim Basil, Naomi Woods, Nikki Tomeo, Maggie Bozovich, and Tom Troyer for making this podcast possible. Stay groovy, y'all. Thank you.